I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio. This is up on game. Caught by Hushmanzada for the touchdown. You want NFL experience? Manning lobs it. Burris alone. Touchdown. And it's intercepted. LeVar Arrington. Then this is the show for you with LeVar Arrington. F Tom Brady. You know what? I take it back. TJ Hushmanzada. They lose first round. Mike McCarthy's out of there. And Plaxico Burris. Tom Brady's no longer there. It's turned into a dictatorship up there in New England. Three of the best to ever do it on and off the field. Live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios. Here's Pro Bowlers LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion Plaxico Burris. Are you trying to go hunt now? Plex, man, uh... <laughs> a lot of basketball, some good boxing on TV today. But before we do, before we get started, um, send our condolences to Jim Brown and his family. Uh, he passed away yesterday. May he rest in peace. Um, arguably the best player, depending on who you ask, to ever play in the National Football League. And, and so for him to do what he did for the game, and then when he retired off the field, what he did for the people in his community um, – Wish his family the best, man, and send our condolences to him and his family. Oh, man, a, a martyr, a pillar, you know, legend. You know, what he has, you know, given us, a, a, the, the platform that he created. I think that when you think about you know, what Jim Brown uh, was able to do during that time period of, of his career and to be arguably, I would say, the best football player to – put on a pair of cleats and, and playing playing this league. 
to be able to walk away after a nine-year career, which is which was already already legendary in Hall of Fame, and to and to be able to pursue, you know, all the things that he did in in, in Hollywood and the community, and everything that he fought for, you know, he he was he was like invincible to us, because it was just Jim Brown. I mean, tough, just everything that you ever wanted to be as a football player, he gave it to us. And as a man, you know, I, I've had the, had the opportunity to sit down with Jim several times, man, and just to have an open conversation with him just about not even football, but just life. And, you know, it's just, it's just an honor just to be in his, you know, in his presence and to sit down and be able to chop it up with him. But, man, he, he, was, he, he was, like, invincible – to you know, to to us as a as a human being and and, and as a football player, and uh, man, you just can't, can't can't say enough about you know the, the the man that he was and 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 what he meant to people. So definitely condolence to his family and and what he was being able to provide for us, you know, moving forward. Yeah. So so that obviously, uh, anytime that happens, uh, especially. When he retired, it was, wait, 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 he's retiring? He's the best player in the league. Um, <laughs> and for years and years, even to this day, some will say he's the best to ever play. So once again, we, we send our condolences. Basketball, 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 basketball. But before we get to that, I got to let you know where we're broadcasting from. We're broadcasting live from TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com. Will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. My Lakers, Plex. Two oh, close man. games. There we are no. Are speaking a different tune this week, aren't we? No. Nah, 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 man. Nah. No moral victories. You know, we, we, we lose game one. I'm like, oh, okay. We didn't play that bad, and they played as great as they could play and made a lot of threes, and then – so you optimistic going into game two, and then the same thing. Jamal Murray – this is what really irritated me. <laughs> Jamal Murray had more points in the fourth quarter than any Laker player had the entire game. Listen, Mm-mm-mm. Jamal Murray had more points in the fourth quarter I know, I watched than LeBron, AD, Austin Reeves, Russell, uh, Rui, than we any player had in the entire game. That's a problem. LeBron has not made one three the entire series. <laughs> He's one for 20. He's one wow. for 20. Hey, man. Like, this guy, stop, he got to stop shooting threes. Stop shooting threes, LeBron. Don't shoot. Don't shoot another uh, ball behind arc. Don't not another one. Man, when I was watching this game the other night, I, I, I'm saying to myself, the Lakers are exasperating every option that they possibly have. They played with so much energy. They played so hard the other night because they knew if they did not get this game, then looking forward trying to win this series just went out the window. I don't know about all that. They played so hard, man. They gave everything that they possibly could. Couldn't make shots. Couldn't make shots. They are trying everything to show down Jokic. They they, they put uh, Hachimura on him. 
Dennis Anthony Davis. Dennis LeBron James. Hey, LeBron actually played good defense on him as well. He he did play good D on the Joker. Now, he he was one of the things that has jumped off the page to me watching this series is that there is a major difference between being talented, having talent, and skill. Man, he is Anthony Davis is a very talented basketball player. When he got it going, he is one of the unstoppable forces in this game, and he's one of the best players on the basketball court. But this guy, the Joker, he is a highly skilled basketball player. He doesn't have the inconsistencies of an Anthony Davis game in and game out because he is just a highly skilled basketball player. His touch around the rim and his footwork and how he gets his guys into the game is just it's second to none. And I haven't had the opportunity to really watch Denver on a nightly basis, obviously because those guys play on the West Coast and they play at a late time. But, man, you talk about a complete basketball player. And when I sit back and I, and I was saying, listen, uh, Joel Embiid is MVP of this league. And I'm watching this man play, and I'm saying that Nikola Jokic might be the best player in the world because he is that good of a basketball player, man. I mean, listen, maybe not knowing exactly how good he is, but the Denver Nuggets in this series, the Lakers have a size size issue because Jamal Murray can post up Lonnie Walker. He can post up AR-15, Austin Reeves, and then you got Aaron Gordon. It's just a a matchup problem that the Lakers have that they haven't really really faced – uh, during the season. And, and it's just something that they're going to have to deal with moving on because somebody has to be able to slow down Jamal Murray because you're not going to be able to slow, him, slow both of them down. So you're going to have to find one because you can't have the Joker with 40, a triple, 40 point triple double, and then Jamal Murray with 30 points. That is not the rest Jamal of the Murray just went, I mean, he literally couldn't make a shot the first three quarters and he went off in the f- fourth quarter. But it, it's like when when you look at games and you start breaking down just certain plays of a game. And when, when it's a really close game, you start to look at plays. LeBron yeah. fumbles the ball out of bounds when he has an easy dunk. Anthony That's two Davis. points that is going to matter. Anthony Davis loses the ball. And then on replay, he gets fouled. They don't call it. That's going to happen. Oh, no, no. I'm not going to complain about the rest. Even though the NBA refs, in my opinion, are by far the worst in professional sports, they're terrible. I'm not going to complain about the rest because both teams get calls that you shouldn't get. Um, They make, I mean, it it happens. It goes both ways. Um, They call the flagrant on D'Angelo Russell. Um, but then they don't call a flagrant on Bruce Brown. That's not he, a flagrant foul. I would agree wait, with you. That's wait. not a flagrant. But that if you is call a it, playoff you, basketball foul. But if you call it on D'Angelo Russell, if it's good for you, why can't it be good for me? And so Rui get hit in the head, but he don't fall down like a, a chump and act and act like he just got hurt. So oh, they don't man. call the flagrant on that. And LeBron flopped and fell he on the sideline and somebody he, spilled a bottle of champagne on him and they gave him a towel. Do. I mean, come I'm on, even, man. I'm not even going to argue that. Joker on, the biggest man. flopper in the NBA now. We know and that. Then, and then you he touched Joker. Look, you then look he like up, he got hit by a Mack truck. Then he get upset when he was fronting Joker in the post, and he and he bumps him, 
and Joker flops, and then LeBron gets mad. I mean, come hey. on, you just did the same thing on the sideline. Hey, he barely touched him, and he fell down like he got <laughs> ran. I mean, but that's what the NBA is. And so I'm not going to complain about the refs. They, they, but moving just forward to game three, I mean, obviously, this is a must win for the Lakers. I mean, there's really no way around it. And I, I'm saying, listen, the Lakers will probably win one game in L.A., but they will not win both. They won't, they won't win both. The Nuggets yeah. are going to steal one in L.A. No, they are not. No, they. I'm telling you right now. We're we going to be playing at home. The Nuggets are going to steal one in L.A., man. You're not going to beat them twice in L.A. We, it's just we not need, going to happen. We need D'Angelo Russell to make shots. Austin Reeves has shown he – is pretty much that third option. We need AD to be more efficient. We need I mean, LeBron it, to stop shooting threes. TJ, let's be, let's be honest. Hachimura, Lonnie Walker, and Austin Reeves were great in Rui, the Golden State Rui's Series. Rui's played well both games. He's played in the go, well in, both In the Golden games. State Series. If those role players that I just named don't play up to their potential or, or the way that they played in the Golden State Series, the Lakers don't have a chance. Because they are now dependent on Hachimura and Austin Reeves to come out and give them them 15 to 18 points. Oh, which, yeah, which yeah. they didn't expect. And they are not those kind of players I mean, game in you, and game when you, out. When you look at these games, it's all – like the Stars always get the credit. But it's really the role players that bring it home. Bruce the Brown. role players is what helped y'all get through this series. The Golden Every, Every series you win, the stars get a lot of the love. But it's the role players that always bring it home. I mean, you look at the Nuggets. Uh, game two, they were struggling. Bruce Brown stepped up, made some threes. Michael Porter made some threes. He made some big shots. He made some big shots. And, and so he's considered a role player. And those are the guys, they just have to show up. And you don't know who it's going to be game in and game out. But Rui and Austin Reeves, they've been somewhat so – we just need more offense out of D'Angelo Russell. Lonnie Walker, we need you to knock down a couple threes. Right now, <clears throat> Troy Brown, who started more than half of the games, not even in the rotation. Mm-hmm. Vanderbilt is barely getting any minutes because offensively – He's not getting it done. He can't score. And so it's going to be – uh, it's going to be a battle for us, and, and that's why we need and, <clears throat> AD and LeBron to play the way they're capable. And, and maybe they need to play 38 minutes instead of 40, 40 Oh, they got to play the whole game. They can't come out. Nah, they, they – And, and they got to play the whole game. And one thing I've noticed about the Lakers defensively during this, uh, during this series is that they have – early in game one and in game two, they are not showing Michael Porter Jr. the respect he deserves shooting, shooting the basketball because they, they weren't guarding him in game one. Said, oh, man, well, this guy's you know, he, he's shooting 50% from three-point range. And now in game two, now he's making contested threes. So now th- th- that's putting the Lakers that, – that's taking the Lakers out of their position and the, the defensive strategy because w- what they want to do is sag off of him with LeBron being able to help in the paint. But this man is shooting the basketball uh, uh, really well. So now the Lakers have to really get get out in the perimeter and stretch the defense hey, and Plex, guard this we, man. Bef- before we break, let me ask you this question in real quick response. If, you, if you're the Lakers – do you let Jokic, Jokic, do you let the Joker kill you 
with points, or do you let him? You try to limit his points and let him uh, get a ton of assists. What would you do? <clears throat> you know, what I say to myself, "What is a what is a bad game for the Joker look like?" Because everything that he does, it, it's going to be triple double ish. Because the shooters that the Denver Nuggets have with, with Michael Porter Jr. and and Jamal Murray, those guys are going to make, make that uh, knockdown shots off of, uh, off of the assist. He's seven foot, seven foot one. He's going to get rebounds. And as far as him scoring points, he has no problem scoring points. So you just got to go and say to yourself going into this game, like, listen, like this man is a triple-double machine. He may not have a 30 or 40-point triple-double, but he's going to get you 15, 10, and 10. And when you ask me that question, I don't know. Because he's such a, a, a highly skilled basketball player He's going to get his. He's going to get 20 and 10 and 10. That's just what his game looks like playing on this roster because they have an all-around talented basketball team. Nobody's going to be – A.D., LeBron, nobody's really going to be able to guard this man and say, you know what, we're going to take one of these things away from the Joker because you can't because he's just that good of a basketball player. Well – 5.30 Pacific time, 8.30 Eastern time, we tip off. And we win in this game today. And when we're down 3-0, that's all I'm saying. Nah, we will not go down 3-0. We needed to win the game in Denver, but it is what it is. We will I think be back. And y'all gave y'all best, y'all gave y'all best effort in game two, man. I'm you telling know, them, boys, they tired. Nah, they not tired. Tired is a mindset. That's a no, mindset. So we good. It's, we it's called low. Ma- it's good. called low management now. We don't low manage. Uh, in LeBron LA. played the whole not, game the other night. He tired. It's all right. It's all right. So yeah, man. When we, we, we come back, we'll talk. Uh, man, Jimmy Butler's that dude. And you know what? I'm gonna just say this before we uh, take this. Uh huh. It ain't even close. Eric Sprost is the best coach in the NBA. It ain't even a close second. He's that good mm. of a coach. Doing what he's doing with the Miami Heat is unbelievable. Right. But up on game, Fox Sports Radio, Plaxico Burris, TJ Hushmazada. We'll be right back. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo, two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? One very important element was missing, but Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip syncing, 
their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Varian and Ingrid Segui, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back in Up On Game. We're live from Tyrac.com studio. I'm TJ Hushmazada alongside Plaxico Burrs, brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. The Miami Heat. Man, they the Miami Super Heat the way they plan. Jimmy Super Butler, mm-hmm. Grant Williams. Say it again. I, I want to say it was like six minutes and like 20 seconds left of the game. Grant Williams hits a three, comes down the court, starts talking trash to Jimmy Butler, and he poked the bear and Jimmy Butler. Oh, you going to poke the bear? Okay. Now, 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 you, now you really done pissed me off. And Jimmy Butler just proceeded to give him bucket after bucket after bucket after bucket. Next time down the uh, floor, Jimmy Butler got an and one, got in his Ooh. face. They went forehead to forehead. I, when Eric Spolster has never, and I looked this up, he's never won coach of the year. Mm. Explain that. Please explain when <sighs> he has undrafted players playing huge roles on this team and Struess, Duncan Robinson, uh, dang, tall, light-skinned dude. What's his name? I can't think. Kate, what's his name? The Miami Heat have, I believe, five undrafted players on their roster and are playing in the Eastern Conference Finals. Just like you said, Spo has never been uh, voted Coach of the Year even when they had Ray Allen, LeBron James, and Dwayne Wade, they went two. They went two world. Caleb championships. Martin, that's his name. I'm sorry, Plex. So you Caleb have Martin. you have Duncan Martin, Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, Caleb Martin, 
Uh, Bam Bam Adebayo was drafted number 14th pick and Tyler Hero drafted number 13th pick. And these guys in the, are in the NBA Finals and are playing prob- arguably the best basketball out of any team in the playoffs right now. And you can really make that – you can really say that and say that the, that the Miami Heat are no longer underdogs in this series, and they ha- actually have them underdogs in the game tomorrow night in Miami, which I don't understand. I don't know how. But I think for, when you look at the Miami Heat, man, defensively, they're physical. They're going to rebound. They really don't have many superstar basketball players on this team, except y'all going to start putting some respect on Jimmy Butler's name, which y'all going to start doing, man. because the man is an all-around compete basketball player, diving on the floor, getting loose balls. He's beating Marcus Smart to the floor. I thought Marcus Smart was the, the, the Hustle Man Award of the year, which he received a couple days ago, a couple weeks ago. And Jimmy Butler is just simply outplaying everybody. But defensively, I think the strategy for the Miami Heat is this. Jason Tatum is going to get his points. When Jason Tatum's bad, he's real bad. And what do you, what do you make of the uh, <laughs> the two traveling calls they caught on Jason Tatum? Like they NBA never. <laughs> what do you make of it? Like it was late in the game. Like really? I don't, I don't know, man. It, it, two it, traveling it, calls. It, it kind of seems like they picked they. They can call traveling all game in the NBA. Let's like, just like, say why, that. Why? Why now when but the now game is you, on the line? You wait to that time in the game yeah. on the lines and call two traveling plays on one of the top players in the world is what I don't understand. But I think for the Miami Heat, their strategy d- defensively is this: Jason Tatum was going to go out. He, he's going to get you 20, 25 points a game. We already know that going in. Jimmy Butler can defend Jalen Brown at a high level. So, if the Miami Heat can keep Jalen Brown to those 12 to 15 points, their odds for winning that basketball game go through the roof because they need Jalen Brown to go out and to be elite basically every he, team he, he night. He was 7 for 23. If they want to be able to win because they need those 25, those 20, 25 points for him because there's no, really nobody else on that roster that's going to give him those points. And so the Miami Heat strategy, man, we are going to put Jimmy Butler on Jalen Brown. We're going to slow him down to 12 to 15 points. And now we have a great option defensively to slow him down with Jimmy Butler because he can defend and really kind of almost take him out of the game. And you say to, if you say to yourself at the Boston Celtics, where are those other points coming from? If the if the Heat can slow him down to twelve to fifteen points, there, there's nobody. The, uh, I think in, in what is it, game set, game six or game seven when they were playing the Golden State Warriors, the, the Boston Celtics shot fifty three three pointers in one basketball game. They live and die by the three point. If they're not hitting threes. They have no other way really to score points in the paint because they don't have nobody really down low that can get to those points in the paint. Maybe Robert Williams, but he's more of a shot blocker and a defender. You know what's crazy? The, the Celtics shot 10 for 30, three-point range in game two. The Celtics are 29 and 30 during the season when they shoot under 40%. From three point range, under forty percent. They're twenty nine and thirty. They're thirty six and two when they shoot forty percent. 
Like shooting forty percent from three is really, really good as a team. It's really good. And That's so, all they do is shoot threes. They got they, 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 they're kind of almost boring to watch because all they want to do is shoot three points. Like, man, what happened to basketball? Yeah. Don't nobody want to just watch guys pull up and shoot three Steph pointers Curry. for a whole basketball Steph Curry. game. Everybody think they but Steph at, Curry. at least they're exciting to watch. They actually pass the basketball moving around. They get some backdoor cuts. You know, Steph was out there dribbling and crossing over, going behind the back, shooting the floaters, those different kind of things. But watching the Celtics play basketball, it's like, come on, man. Just get, give the ball to somebody in the paint. Do a spin move. Throw a sky hook or something. Do something different other than shooting 53s in a basketball game. I mean, how consistently can you shoot the, the three in, in a game? You're going to have games where you're going to go 10 for 30. Well, well, the other days, they, they shoot 53. They go 30 for 53. I mean, that, that's great, but you're not going to shoot the basketball that well the every majority single of night. Teams, if you shoot over 40% from three, the majority of the teams are going to win in the NBA. majority of the teams, they'll win. Yeah, but they, or at the least, Celtics have to find another form of offense because I think going to Miami, it, it's really a, a, a bad – it's a trap game for them because the fans are going to be into it, obviously. They're going to have to go down and really shoot probably over 40, 45% from three if they want to win this basketball game. And I just don't think they're going to shoot the basketball that well on the road. I just don't. Yeah, it's going to be tough sledding. Before we uh, keep this going, we got to check in and tap in with our guys at Lauren Cron. Ilo, what you got for us on these updates, baby? Oh, you'll be hearing from the man himself, Jimmy Butler, because in Game 2 of the Eastern Conference Finals on Friday night, his Miami Heat rallied for a 111-105 victory at Boston to take a two-games-to-none lead. The Celtics led by 12 with 10-18 left. After that, the Heat outscored him 34-16. to Butler scored 27. Bam Adebayo, 22 points, 17 rebounds, 9 assists. Caleb Martin scored 25 off the bench, and here is what Butler had to say afterwards about his already infamous trash-talking exchange with Boston's Dylan Brooks. Oops! I meant to say Boston's Grant Williams. That's just competition at its finest. Um, he hit a big shot, um, started talking to me. I like that. I'm, I'm all for that. It, it, it makes me um, key in a lot more. And it, it pushes that will that I have to win a lot more. And um, it makes me smile. It, it does. When, when people talk to me, I'm like, okay, I know I'm, I'm a decent player if you want to talk to me out of everybody that you can talk to. But um, I don't know. It's just, it's just competition. I, I, I do respect him, though. He, he's a big part of what they try to do. He switches. He can shoot the ball. Um, I just don't know if um, I'm the best person to talk to. Nice going, Grant. (laughs) Anyway, tonight at 8.30 Eastern from L.A., Game 3 of the Western Conference Finals with Denver holding a two-games-to-none lead over the Lakers. Game 1 of the NHL's Western Conference Finals Friday night saw the Vegas Golden Knights prevail in overtime over the Dallas Stars 4-3. Brett Howden scored the winner just 135 into overtime. Round 3 of the PGA Championship underway. It is raining at Oak Hill Country Club in Rochester, New York, but play is still continuing despite the prevalence of a lot of umbrellas out there. Victor Hovland, Scotty Scheffler, and Corey Connors share the lead at five under par overall. They're all scheduled to tee off just before 3 p.m. Eastern time. Fellas, back to you. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jimmy Butler, man, he <laughs> just the way he was talking, like 
bro. He basically was saying, I'm not the one. There are some people that you talk to, and there are some people you just leave the hell alone. Put you in your place. You do it again. I'm going to put you back on the bench. (laughs) And and that's that's, that's another thing about these NBA playoffs. And just when you get it, Grant Williams had been a part of the Boston rotation all season, playing a ton of minutes, one of their better players, two-way players, can shoot. He's a 3 and D guy. And you look up, he's not even playing. He he wasn't (laughs) even playing. He had got taken out of the rotation, gets thrown back into the rotation. And so as a player, when you don't know, and obviously you must be ready at all times. But we know from being players, like when you're playing a ton and then you go to not playing, yeah, you're still going to be a professional. But, boy, that pisses you off. You have animosity towards the coach unless he explains to you why you have been taken out of the rotation and why you are not playing. But the majority of coaches, as we know, Plex, they soft. They're not going to tell you that. They're just not going to play you, and you're going to be sitting there wondering. why. I don't, I, don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think if a player is not playing, I mean, it's definitely for a reason. And, and, and a head coach should have no problem telling his player why he's no longer in the have rotation you had or why he's not playing. Why you weren't playing if you weren't playing? Well, I didn't have that problem. No, I'm just saying there, there was a point in time if you – your last season, did you play all the time or your last season playing? Oh, no. I, I, I'll tell you one thing about me in my last uh, couple years in, in Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin did not have no problem addressing you and pulling you into his office and tell tell you why you weren't going to be in the and rotation. See, that, and, that, and that's why Mike Tomlin going moving forward. For, he will tell you this on Wednesday. The game was on Sunday. He was like, "Hey, though, come in. Hey, listen, um, uh, you're not going to be in the rotation this week. Uh, you know, Troy's coming back." Uh, the Dallas is going to be coming out in a lot of empty, so I need to get I, I need to dress more defensive backs this week. Uh, I'm not going to dress you this week. Is that fine with you? He said. I, I, I know that you're always playing, and this is the first, second of time that you've not dressed. But I need players to go and play in this game on Sunday because what the opposing team w- would be how they would be playing against us. And I had no problem with that. See, and those, like, I don't, I didn't have head coaches do that. Mm. You just, and, and again, I, I didn't play my first couple years, and then after that I was a starter. But even the guys my first couple years that were playing that didn't end up playing, I thought they weren't told that. It would just Man. be like, oh, damn, I'm you, not playing. Obviously, damn, obviously really you're not performing to the rate of what they expect you to be if you're not playing as a player. I mean, it doesn't take a, a, a sign, when you're, when, a when rocket you're the Boston sign. Celtics, when you're the Boston Celtics and Grant Williams has been an integral part of your team. He's not playing well, TJ. He's not shooting the basketball well. He is a 3 and D guy. So if your three's not falling, one thing is constant. You're going to get good defense out of them. It's cause no, no, no. We don't need that one thing. We need both. We need uh, your three and your D. And then you, Because you, now you, I don't have you, a scoring you option. To, you can point to other guys that are doing the same exact thing. They're not scoring. Because the only ones that really score on that team on a consistent basis is Tatum and Brown. Uh, right. 
They're the only ones that score on a consistent basis. And so when you're a player, you look and say, well, why he's still in a rotation and I'm not. And this is – and this discussion you only know what? matters if the head coach is not letting you know why, the why. If he's letting you know why, what we're talking about doesn't matter. But if they aren't, let, not, they aren't letting you know why, it becomes a problem. But like Spolstra, he seems like the type of coach. He's going to let you know. He seems like Darvin Ham. He's going to let you know. Those coaches that they, they're not afraid, I wouldn't say to hurt your feelings, but they're just going to be honest and be real with you. This is what's going on. This is why you're not in a rotation. Um, it's a possibility for you to – I don't know if that's taking place. Well, Boston what has I, too many good players for them to be in a situation that they're in. They should have the, – the Philadelphia 76ers in game six should have brought that series home and Boston wouldn't even be in the playoffs. But that didn't well, happen. And now it well, looks like it's going to happen. The Boston Celtics are underachieving. And my point is, could it be because of the head coach? Man, you can blame him on anything you want, man. I think uh, Grant is not playing well. That's one of the reasons why he is no longer in the rotation, getting the minutes that we are accustomed to him getting. And Derek White is getting more minutes. He's a second team, all NBA on defense. And he is starting to shoot the basketball a lot better than he played in the Golden State Series because I think he played like 12, 13 minutes total in the Golden State Series because the Boston Celtics was playing so well. But every series is different. Every roster has has to basically make that choice or whatever the coach may want to do to defend or offensively Play against this play, play against this team, and and if Grant is out shooting the basketball, then he's going to be on the bench because they need him to score points and play defense. And if Derek White continues to shoot the basketball the way that he is, Grant Williams is going to start getting less time, and that's just how it is. I mean, it, it'll it'll be interesting to see uh, when you when you look at the box score, it, it was pretty good distribution. I mean. Tatum played 42 minutes. Jalen Brown played 38. Marcus Smart played 33. Grant Williams, Brogdon, and White. Uh, Grant Williams and Brogdon played 26. Derek White played 23. And it's what you just touched on. You second team All-NBA defensively playing 23 minutes. And he actually shot the ball very well, three from five from three. Right. And you're saying, why did he just play 23 minutes in – that goes to my point. When you're shooting the ball that well, your team is 10 for 35 from three. Why aren't you getting more than 23 minutes? And, Man. That, and, and, that's, and that's my point. Like, Grant Williams played 26. Should he have played 20? And Derek White should have played 29. I mean, just, just those things you we don't know, but those are just points that I'm making. And, and, and I'm not trying to – pile on Joe Mazzula and say he's the reason why players got to get out there and play yeah, and they, play they well. They got to get up out play. And Mazzula, one, one, of the, one of those things that has been a constant crutch for the Boston Celtics is that they really don't have anybody to come off the bench and give them quality uh, minutes and points. I mean, the bench scored 24 points as a collective whole in game two, including Grant Williams and everybody coming off the bench. 
they need some guys to come off the bench and give them some points and some minutes, and they really just don't have it outside of Robin Williams. I mean, who are you going to put in? Pritchard, Robin Williams. Those guys are not going to come in and give you those 10 or 12 points that you just may need. They, listen, they have two players that are going to consistently – not consistently, but give you points, and that's Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Anything outside of that is a crapshoot with, with the rest of these guys. And those two, four for 17 from three. Four for yeah. 17 between and those And if they're not two. playing well, they just don't have a chance to win the game. Yeah, it's going to be a tough sled. I, the Celtics are a championship-caliber type team. You And just like many, just think about this. The Miami Heat lose the first playing game to the Atlanta Hawks. And I remember watching the game against the Bulls. That that game came down to the final two, three minutes. They, for all sense of purposes, wouldn't couldn't even be in a they should not even be in the playoffs if not for the playing. Giannis <laughs> gets hurt. They upset the Bucs. One versus eight seeds. So they unset, upset the Bucs. It's like, okay. They got a little luck. They're going to play the Knicks team that they don't really have a ton of playoff experience. They beat the Knicks. Oh, they playing the Celtics. They for sure going to lose this. And they win the first two on the road going back to Miami, Miami up 2-0. And so you have to give Jimmy Absolutely. Butler, Eric Spolstra, and that entire team because without Caleb Martin, Max Strews, Duncan Robinson, Bam, Kyle Lowry. Gabe Vincent. Gabe, Gabe Vincent, bro, is hooping. Hooping. And, and I so mean, you, you where this guy come from? Him, you got Tyler Hero goes down, and it's like, oh, they're going to lose now. They don't have oh, Tyler Hero. Oh, man, I thought it was over. I ain't Duncan Robinson, who was a big part of their team a couple years ago, signs a big extension. And if I'm he, hasn't not even, mistaken, he hasn't even been playing during the regular season. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I think Duncan Robinson has the – I don't know. It might be Van Fleet. I don't know. But he signed a huge contract and gets out of the rotation, back in the rotation. He's playing well. So, man, this series, uh, Boston will win this next game. Uh, they going home. Absolutely. We got to take a break, and we going to come back and talk about Plexico's team. When I say Plexico's team, we're talking the National Football League. We'll have a, a quick segment on Plexico's team and a guy that he seems to adore her or maybe not adore. Up on game, Fox Sports Radio, TJ Hushmazada, Plexico Burris, Mr. LeVar Arrington isn't with us today, so we holding it down without him, man. Uh, we'll be right back. In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo, two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? One very important element was missing, but Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip syncing, 
their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Varian and Ingrid Segui, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Man, welcome back in. Up on game. We live from the Tyrac.com studio. I'm TJ Hushmazada alongside Plexico Burris. Hey, Plex, we have a few minutes left before the first hour is already over, but I I teased <laughs> your team. And we had this discussion. I never I remember it vividly <laughs> last year. He bet not start the season. The Pittsburgh Steelers re-signed Trubisky uh through twenty twenty five. And last year, you you felt like right out the gate, Kenny Pickett starting. I felt like Trubisky would be the starter. But that's like <laughs> something that Mitchell is doing because they want to keep him around. He must be a great locker room presence, a great vet to have on that team to continue to mentor Trubisky and other players on the team. I know it's not like big news, or they re-signed Mitchell Trubisky, but – he must be one of those guys that are good. They're good for the locker room. They're good for other players. Um, what's your take? Well, first of all, I, I guess I I can say that I was wrong. I was wrong, but you know he didn't he didn't last that long as a starting quarterback. Pickett ended up coming in like I think Fabricius started off like three like I don't know zero and four some whatever maybe, but. Nothing about this surprises me because, like I've been saying, the, at the, back, the backup position at the NFL quarterback is one of the most coveted positions in sports because you look at the, the injury to Aaron Rodgers a few years ago and and and, Ty, and um, Patrick Mahomes getting hurt. Uh, Chad Henney comes in. They put a product on the field that can win football games. Brett Huntley comes in when Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. They go three and six. They look terrible. You have to have a backup quarterback in the business just in case somebody goes down. And Trubisky is a guy that will be able to go out and get you some wins. 
First hour over. We'll be right back. Fox Sports Radio up on game. Stay tuned in. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 